Hello and welcome to the Hoop True Podcast. I am Matt O'Connor and joining me as he does on all of our shows, my cousin Luke Jobner. What's up, guys? And since the last time we spoke, a lot has changed. We're a week away from the season. Um, ben Simmons is back with his team. Um, though he I didn't said really... a week away from the season. What? Five days. We five are days till the season. Five days. We are right there, Luke. Recording this Thursday We're night. We're right here. Yeah. Absolutely amped. Let me tell you. Oh, my God. Hell I hope yeah. you're excited. I'm pumped. All right. Yeah. No, I <laughs> I was thinking about it. This offseason felt shorter because we had, for the first time in a long time, we had Olympic basketball, which carried pretty much right from the end of the season. Then Summer League happened. Like, it felt like there really wasn't much downtime where there wasn't basketball going on, which was well, unbelievable. Been- it was great. But now, like, I'm like, oh, crap. Like, we have to really change. Changing gears into a, the regular season is so different than even the basketball that we did have this offseason. So I'm pumped to get back right. into it and have games that like actually matter. Not that I'm excited to do didn't. I'm excited just to see these teams play at full capacity because there's so many, so many teams look different. I think there's a lot of really good young players who are looking to make an impact. I'm excited to see what's going on throughout the whole NBA. I'm just excited to watch basketball. Yeah. No, I think having like the the regular like two games on every night just the nationally televised ones plus me watching every right. single Knicks game again like i just think it's it's going to be fun and it's going to keep me on my couch through the winter which is probably what i need to do instead yeah. of spending money but <laughs> oh my god i know <laughs> um so we are going to do some season award predictions so i was thinking i was thinking we could do like the top six categories, like the the big ones, like the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Six Man, Most Improved Coach of the Year. Unless you have anything else you want to throw in there, I don't know if you you have a burning Executive of the Year choice that you were going to say, but I don't. <laughs> I don't. I think that who's the is GM? Like, who's the GM of the Nets? Sean Marks. For for Sean just Marks is. For telling Kyrie just year. not to play. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, Kyrie, Kyrie, you can't be here. Trade him. I, I gotta say, exactly. I think I think it sets a good precedent that he said that because mm-hmm. how how can you have just a part time player like you if it were if it wasn't someone of Kyrie's talent, would we even consider it? No, they would cut the guy. Like he just right. wouldn't be on the team. So like I think it's very good what they did to be like no, like you're not you can't show up when you feel like it and you know especially when it's something for it's not like Kyrie has but, like a legitimate reason not to get vaccinated like it, whatever but, his Instagram live was yesterday uh, it's just nuts know. it's Steve nuts. Nash said he doesn't want to talk about it anymore which is like showing you that the whole organization is at a boiling point with it and the most frustrating or I should say the most frustrating thing about it the most confusing thing about it is that Kyrie himself came out and said that he's not anti-vax. He just doesn't want to get vaccinated, which doesn't really make sense. It doesn't to make me. sense. It's contradictory. Like, why, would you, why would you come to Brooklyn looking to win a championship with Kevin Durant and then like take any shot you had at winning a championship with Kevin Durant and just like throwing it out the window because you want to stand up for people who are misrepresented? I understand he wants to be uh he wants to use his platform and speak out for people, but like uh you know, you're here to win a championship, look after yourself. And now he's lost a potential $200 million in career earnings. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're in the Nets, like you don't, so, you don't sign him to an extension. There's just no, way somebody, somebody might, you know, like San Antonio but, might be uh, like, oh, but know, think about, think about the money you would be paying him, whatever that, you know, $185 million extension or whatever would be. Yeah. Think about where you can put that money to fill out a roster around James Harden and Kevin Durant. Like it's a better version 100%. of what they had last year. Like it just it like it it's better than having Durant and Kyrie. So I think like yeah, if you're them, sure. Obviously, in an ideal world, if that's your plan to let him walk, you trade him for something and get assets back. Mm-hmm. But right. I mean, given the state of things, fine. You don't want to. You don't want to get vaccinated. Then don't show it's, up, and we're not I mean, going to resign you. I and, think that the people are talking about the 200 mil. I don't think it's going to be 200 mil. He's going to get an offer from somewhere. It's just not going to be that max extension he wants. I think. Right, somebody's gonna be like, I don't want to deal with this circus, so they're gonna pay him. Yeah, no, know, four I mean, years, sixty-five mil or something. You know, I don't know. Yeah, his he is tanking his out because it's that's the thing too. It's not even just this vaccination element of it. It's 
him bailing on the team last year and like going a wall and going to that, you know, his sister's birthday right, party right. or whatever, which was against team rules, like doing things that broke team protocol. Like, and then you factor in, like, I don't want to play with LeBron. He threw his fit there left in with the Celtics same thing in Boston, same thing in Boston. didn't like it, wanted to leave, which like, again, fine. I get that you want to leave places, but like at some point when this happened in three different stops, like, I don't think it was the places of the people around you. I think it's you. And so you kind of feel, you kind of feel the same way about like Dwight Howard when he was leaving Orlando and then he kind of bounced around a little bit. It's like at some point you have to mature as a player and kind of understand that wherever you go, it's not going to be catered to you. It's never going to be perfect. You kind of have to find a role on a new team and that might be difficult. And I understand Kyrie's like this great basketball player. He's a savant, but, uh, even the smartest people in the world still have to find a role in the yeah. situation that works. So. Totally. Yeah. Totally. No. And that's, I think that's one of the few storylines that's going to trickle into the season negatively. Like I think as much as Steve Nash and the organization want to be like, all right, it's behind us. He's not here. Like they're still going to ask them questions about like, yeah, every, the questions will come every loss. They're going to be like, all right, like, do you, you wish you had Kyrie? Kyrie? Do you yeah. Think, do you right. wish you had a Kyrie? Should Kyrie be coming back? And like, it's not like Kyrie's not going to stay out of the public eye. Like people are going to kind of hound him about things. It's going to keep coming back to the Nets. Like it's going to be a distraction. Um, I'm guessing he ultimately gets vaccinated. Like, I think I'd be surprised if he doesn't, especially if he claims he's just not anti-vax. Like it seems to me like he just will. He's got to get vaccinated. Yeah. And so, and the latest news about it has been people talking about the the vaccination mandate being removed from cities like New York and San Francisco, yeah. LA and places like that. So maybe in two months when the COVID cases aren't as bad and we're through this Delta wave. I mean, that's you know, also we, assuming we that relax happens. a little bit, but you know, assuming that it happens, it's been There's a no crazy guarantee. ride. We've all been going through this. If you're listening from the United States, I know we have a lot of fans all over the world. Yep. Um, you know, it, it keeps coming back. We're like, oh, it's over. We're done. And nope. then it comes back. So, you know, cases are going down. It looks good. Vaccination rates are moving slowly in the right direction. We'll see what happens. But yeah, um, still a little uncertainty. It's not the best uh, for sure. Best situation. But regardless, it's one player, like 98% of the NBA is at least one shot vaccinated. So I think it's ni- 96% fully vaccinated. Okay. 96. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're getting back. We're getting a full basketball season, Luke. We're back. The NBA is I'm excited. Back. Yeah. Hell and- yeah. I'm so pumped. Um, all right. So screw it. Let's dive into this. Which, what award do we want to start with first? I think, I think we Let's go from with- like less fun to most fun. Okay, so what are we starting with? I don't know. Coach of the Year doesn't scream like a fun award. Okay, let's do Coach of the Year. All right. Who do you have? Because I'll, I'll defer to you. I'll let you lead off here. I want to go with like an Eric Spolstra of the Miami Heat. I actually like that. But do you have any I, particular reason? I'm th- thinking about teams that were okay last year who are going to take a big step. Miami Heat is definitely one of them. And obviously when you have a good team – it means it's well coached, uh, well coached team, you know. It, so if you see the Miami Heat in the top three of the East, you kind of have to say, well, maybe Eric Spolstra did a lot there. And but the case against it is also they bring in Kyle Lowry, they're fully healthy, things like that. But I'm I mean, yeah, but if you, you look guys, at, I was going to say the like, same way that the Suns brought in Chris Paul last year, and Monty Williams was suddenly in the conversation coach for coach of the year. Of the year. And yeah. I think the other factor that. Yeah, like I think every year the coach, the coaches vote on different awards of like pretty much the same thing. And Spolster is always in the, I think he always, he like wins pretty often. He's a good coach. Yeah. I mean, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I, I like that pick. I, I could see it. I just, I think you're right. I think the Lowry edition and just the general success of the team in the past might trip them up, especially considering, you know, literally two years ago they were in the finals. So like, the roster is pretty strong as is, but yeah, I could, I could see it. I could also make a strong case for someone like Mike Ballone in Denver. Okay. Interesting. Or obviously like Quinn Snyder at the Utah Jazz to have another great year. I think Quinn Snyder could be well in that conversation. I, yeah. And that's the same thing where I think we're all expecting there to be kind of like a return of the, the natural powers in that conference. Cause I feel like the past couple of years, 
the Jazz and the Nuggets have always kind of crept up there, and I guess the Suns too, um, to compete for that one seed or like even just the top three. And I think if they're able to continue doing that, and especially as you mentioned, Mike Malone, like if they do that without Jamal Murray for most of the year, like mm-hmm. you're right, they they have it. This screams like another Quinn Snyder type year to me. My okay. pick though, I'm going with a, a, a riskier look at this. I think it's going to be Ime Udoka with the, uh, the Celtics. Oh, the Celtics. So Ooh. here's my thought. If that Celtics team can be top four. I think people, yeah, it's not great. And that's why I think if he comes in in his first year and kind of makes them rebound, especially with a worse roster than when they were, you know, in that upper tier in the Eastern conference, I could totally see him stealing this thing. And I could see the narrative getting behind it. I could see Jason Tatum creeping into like the MVP conversation because he would have to, be that good for them to be in the top four. It's kind of sure. a thing. Okay. So I think that is my dark horse to win. Dennis it's not, Schroeder, it's not Marcus Smart, deep. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Robert Williams, Al Horford off the bench, Grant Williams, okay. They have Josh Richardson as that like sixth man type guy. I guess. They don't have much guard depth. I don't know how right. much I trust like a uh, Peyton Pritchard. But yeah, people like him in his second year. I don't. I am not I a firm believer. My my biggest concern with him as the backup point guard is like, is he a point guard? Or is he more of like a off ball shooter kind of thing? I feel like when I see his highlights, it's always him taking some type of. He's like, oh, here's Peyton Pritchard going like eight for nine from three or something like that. I never really see him like look at him drop this assist or wow, look at his handles or something like that. No, right? I don't think he's a great facilitator. Like, I don't think that's where he excels. But I think he is a good scorer for sure. I think this like, could be. I also. Like, I think this could be a really good team if Marcus Smart takes a step. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, I also just saw something. He got suspended for, like, violating team rules or something. I don't overly know what the deal was there, but it is just one preseason game. But I heard he got in a spat, like, some sort of, not fight, but, like, verbal altercation with, I think it may have been Robert Williams or or Grant, or uh, it may have been, um, what's his name? Grant, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, oh, my God. I'm I think I read that. Grant Williams. As well. Yeah, so I I think he got in like some fight at practice over like one of his teammates flopping and like was yelling at him like stuff like that where I'm like he is trying to be that leader that the team kind of needs. Um, mm-hmm. I could see it backfiring a little bit just because of the way the Celtics have been the past couple of years. So True. I don't know, but I, that's my that's my dark horse for coach of the year because I think okay. you're right. If they click and like a lot of those things go right, they could be a good team. It remains what to be seen, th- though. There's a lot of variables. Uh, who's the coach of the Hawks? What's his name? Oh, um, the guy who he was just the Pacers Nate, coach. Nate McMillan. Nate, Nate McMillan. McMillan. Thank you. I could see him doing doing well because the Hawks started off that year really slow, and then they crept all the way up to the five seed. Yeah, and he came in and, and was pretty responsible for that. I think they have a great roster. Yeah, I think actually that's drafted, a really good pick. I think they they. Drafted, uh, they drafted Sharif Cooper out of Auburn, who's like Trey Young, basically. Yeah. Now he's coming off the bench. You'd like to see some of their younger guys who are playing in that playoff run kind of take another step. Uh, two year, year ago, two years ago, they drafted Onyeko and Konkwu, who right. plays like forward center for them. I could see like if he takes another step, that could be really great. Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish looked really good in the playoffs. Like if he takes another step, they could be right. really, really competitive in the East. So maybe I mean, Nolan definitely has a shot as well. The other, the other issue they had last season was they, they had a pretty bad string of injuries to a lot of guys. So, I mean, I know you can't count on this, but if they stay even remotely healthy, they're so deep Mm -hmm. that, you know, even if you do, you know, have to rest a guy here or there, like I think they can handle it. As long as they don't get overwhelmed like they did at the beginning of last season, they'll probably be in good shape. I could totally see it. All right, let's switch this up since we're getting the boring ones out of the way. Um I'm going to go to, I don't know, I think most improved, probably next, least exciting. Okay. Right? All right. All right. Do you have? I didn't think about this one. I didn't think about this one very hard. Okay. I Again, have one. I'm, I'm, go for it. Ah, I don't, I don't know. I don't love the answer. Can I give two? Can I give two and say yeah, one is kind go, of like dumb? No, no, no. I mean, we're going to talk about this for a little bit, but so go ahead. The one that I think will get it is 
Clay Thompson, but I also think that's like kind of a dumb answer. He has missed two seasons of basketball. Yeah, but it's not. He tore his Achilles like and his. It's, it's not. It's not best comeback player of the year. Yeah, it's not but comeback like, player of the year. It's improved. I know. So if we think about Clay, last time we saw Clay Thompson, is he going to be better than that last Clay Thompson? That's how I kind of think about it. My, see, I look at it as he tore his Achilles and his ACL. And even sure. if he comes in and is like a solid Average. player, like that is that's nuts to come back from back to back injuries of the of that magnitude. Like even coming back alone is pretty nuts. So that's why I think that's one real. But like the the one where I think it's more of like a deserved award, and I agree, like mm-hmm. kind of like you just said, like that's more comeback versus actually winning it. Improved. Lonzo Ball starting for the Bulls. I think he's going to be like surrounded by pick. some some good pieces. Um, I like what be, I saw. He could be in for a big season. I like what I saw from them in the preseason, um, and I think he has already shown a pretty strong connection with both Levine and DeRozan, who mm-hmm. I don't they don't strike me as off ball players, but I think they can run a system there where you know it highlights Lonzo's passing ability a little bit more, and he doesn't have to really you know bear the weight of a, any scoring load. So he's going to be more of like a spot up shooter, and I think that can be a little bit better for him. I think Lonzo, yeah, I mean, you just said it yourself. I think Lonzo's going to be off ball. I think he's going to uh, kind of run that transition offense. Similar to like a Ben Simmons type person. Yeah. Like a whole ripper rebound, a whole run down the court. You guys, like Levine's super athletic. DeRozan's super athletic. They played a super small ball with uh, Levich at center, and they put Caruso yeah. in, right? So that the lineup is Lonzo, Caruso, Levine, DeRozan, Levich. Because uh, DeRozan was playing power forward for the Spurs. So they kind of play that and, and that's a fast lineup. They run, they dunk, they, you know, yeah, it's fu- think, it's so. going to be a high flying offense there. I mean, they have like three, at Do least three s- guys where I think they could score 30 any given night mm-hmm. with, yeah, with 100%. Being, being DeRozan, Levine and Vucevic. Like I think any of them could go off for 30 any night. And so like teams are going to have a hard time keeping up with them. The only thing is they suck at defense. Like they're not a defensive team. So they're going to, that's going to be their problem. But I mean, I think, I think if they got Lonzo and yeah. Pat Williams, I think they'll be I, all right. But right. I think you can, let me ask you, you something. Coach that team. Okay. Do you think Lonzo is going to put up bigger numbers in on this Bulls team that he did last year? That's like that. When I think about the most improved, you want to see a guy who statistically increases numbers. Like if you look up, uh, I think he could. I think, he could. I, I think, the Pelicans roster was not engineered for anyone to thrive, really. So Do you think, think Lonzo is going to put up better than 15, 6, and 5? 15 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Do you think he can do better than on this Bulls team? I think he can. The problem is, like, he really needs to up the scoring for him to really be in the category since, like, I think that is usually a driver of who ends up winning that award, who, like, kind of takes a step as to, into, like, a lead role. But, like... I think he can become a better all-around player. Like, I think he could kind of – his shooting percentages could go up. I think his mm-hmm. efficiency – like, his, if you take, like, his assist turnover, that sort of thing, he could be right. a little more efficient and safer with the ball. And, like, he can make strides in, in those other areas and maybe get better as mm-hmm. a defender. Um, like, I think he could definitely improve in ways that um, – and especially if the Bulls do play well, could be, you know – monumental to a team success. And I think that's enough to get consideration for most improved. Okay. Uh, just going around the league here, looking at some of the other teams, like, do you think Trey young has a shot and then Hawks defense out has like a MVP type caliber season? I don't no? see. You I don't think, see it? I think, I think he is pretty much ineligible for most improved. Like it would take a, a hell of a lot for him to get, because again, like you're talking about statistical increases, like for him, mm-hmm. how do you get a hell of a lot better? You don't. At this point, you're more just like adding things into your game that, you know, sure. you are, you know, more confident. You make it easy for yourself. To, you you to do what you've been doing. Yeah. Right. So, I'm trying to think like then, other guys. I I could see it. I could see Christian I, Wood winning it. He was like a front runner last year before he got hurt, and like maybe they just give it to him. I could see it. Being, how about uh? Karis LeVert on the Pacers. I was gonna. I was gonna. He was another one that I was gonna list. I don't. Again, have you seen? It, have you? Have you seen those Mo Bamba highlights I've been sending? 
I would love it if Mo Bamba came out and was most improved. And especially that's another example of guys on bad teams who kind of jump in and really take on like more of a focal point role and lead a team mm-hmm. to beat expectations. So I could totally see Mo Bamba pulling it off. He's I mean, he's looked good in the preseason. And again, backing up, it is how preseason. Many, how many minutes is he going to get competing with Wendell Carter? That's my biggest concern. Because if he's not playing 30 minutes a game, does he have a chance at most improved? You know? But what do the Mavericks have to lose? They're just going to run with the hot hand and trust whoever they think is better. Like sure. they have nothing to lose. They're going to pick one of these young centers and go with him. I think that was part of the incentive in trading for Carter. You don't see them uh, kind of splitting time, like 25 minutes a game each, 24 minutes a game each? I, I mean, unless Bamba is like demonstrably better than Carter, like, I would imagine it's like that. Maybe one of them gets up to 30. It's like 30, 20, that sort of thing. Foul trouble. You never know. Mm-hmm. Like, I think game script is going to determine a lot of that. Um, but I don't know. Like, I really don't know. It would be, it would be like, super interesting. Could you see like a Michael Porter Jr.? Yeah, I feel like he could be the front runner this year to win it. Like, I think if he's he, in a, if he's in that race for the scoring title, like you could see it, right? Well, right. If he can, if he can make that jump and do it more consistently and just get better at defense, because he is just, I mean, he's a revolving door on defense. It's bad. But so I think if he makes those jumps and especially with Jamal Murray out, if he can make those mm-hmm. adjustments and like really take on the number two to Jokic role, um, even more so than Aaron Gordon and like start playing at like that elite level that he was originally going to be a number one pick and injury concerns are the reason mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Right. If he can be more like that guy, a hundred percent. And that's why I think, you know, I was, when I was doing my research, like I noticed a lot of pundits like him to win the award this year because the opportunity mm-hmm. is absolutely there. Um, you know, I think he has a very good base around him. It's a consistent system that he's been in and is kind of used to. So I, I a hundred percent think he can make that jump. How about some of these thirty-year players, like a John Morant or a Zion Williamson? Do you think well, they? Have I mean, chance? good lord! Did you see the report that just came out about Zion? He's not even running right now. He's literally—he uh, he hasn't that. even started running yet. Yeah, like Oof. not good. So Zion to me is out there. I don't—I okay. don't envision it being him. Ja, maybe. I doubt it. I doubt it because, well, maybe. I don't know. I think it's more that I don't trust the, I don't think it's that I trust the Grizzlies enough to perform as a team. I I feel like if John Murray can, if John Murray adds a mid range pull up, he could be in the, in the running, right? Because that's going to open up a lot more for him three point wise and creativity wise, getting to the rim, dishing out assists, things like that. Last one, hometown favorite RJ Barrett. Is he in the running? Um, I'm going to say no, just because I think the distribution of minutes on this team is going to be weird. And there's like a lot of body, there's a lot of mouths to feed. Um, and it's not like they're going to lean into one player any given night. Like it is generally sure. going to be Julius Randle, but like one night is going to be a Kemba night, maybe a Fournier night. Then okay. yeah, RJ is going to have, he's going to do better than he did last season. He's, he looks much better as a passer already. Granted it's preseason looks better as a passer. Sure. His jump shot looks very smooth. Which it was already, I mean, he shot like 40% from three last year. Like it's consistent. Um, and I mean, if he gets better defensively and like can actually step up and guard the best wing on another team, like a yeah, field. maybe. But I just think the the volume is not gonna be there for him to be in that conversation. Um, and I think if it was the same roster as last season and he made the same jump, then yes. Like, I think if Mm -hmm. you didn't have Fournier next to him and you still had Reggie Bullock, you can't create off the dribble and, like, whatever, and Alfred Payton, like, I I think he would have a little more opportunity to demonstrate that he's better. So, no, but, like, I'm going to put the asterisk of, like, he is going to be a much better player even though the stats might not show it. Okay. All right. What what award are we going to next? Six-man... Six men, uh, I feel like we get defensive, defensive player of the year. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like there's like three players six that are six, the only ones. Six man is cool. You know, you get like a Jordan yeah. Clarkson in there. It's like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. all right. Um, okay, so defensive player of the year. Who do you have? It's got to be like a Giannis again or a Rudy Gobert. That's the, you, you got to pick I mean, there's only a few guys defensive guys. Win. Right, there's only, in, in my mind, there's what? 
three guys in the league right now that could potentially win in B being the third? My, my hot take that again, I don't think happens um, is Ben Simmons. Cause he's always, he's always in the conversation. I think sure. it's a question of, does he even play games for the Sixers? Like, are they actually going to even play him because, and here's why I think if he does play, like he is trying to make his value go up. So people trade for him and he can get the hell mm-hmm. out of there. So he has to play well. What's the thing he does best? Defense. Defense. He's going to defend the hell out of the ball and look like an absolute menace. And so I think I could see that happening. And then, I mean, it, if he does get traded, it remains to be seen what he looks like, but he is just excellent at defense. Um, right. My, if it's my, like, if it's not him, then I think it could be my dark horse is Matisse Tybel on the Sixers as well, because if Ben Simmons is either, either doesn't play or is traded sooner than later, it's going to be more opportunity for him to play. And he's, he's already such a strong defender. He's such a great defender. Right. So I could see him with a, you know, a larger workload where the goal with him isn't necessarily his offense. It is just really play defense. defense. I could, I could see him coming in and being like this, you know, solid replacement player, you know, in the absence of having Ben Simmons guarding your perimeter, you know, um, offensive players. Right. I just said, I like defensive players. So one dimensional, like it has to be a defensive minded center or like pretty a, much like it's so rare that a wing wins it or a guard wins it or something like that. Right. Even historically, yes, yeah. nearly impossible. So even the far, it's like, I can't, even with that, like, unless Draymond has a comeback season. Right. It's, it is pretty, I feel like the, the pool is pretty narrow. Like uh, as far as, and I don't even know if you call him a wing, I could see Marcus smart getting in there. If, cause I yeah, mean, but, the Celtics are trying to re-identify defensively, like, and it does right. start with him. He's their best defender. Like if the, again, if they make that jump that I mentioned earlier, like he's going to have to do well on the defensive end. Everyone on that team is, but it starts with him. So, like, those are the guys. But, like, again, I I don't see them uh, giving it to someone that's not one of the top three guys, realistically. Like, I think you're right. I think it's probably Giannis, maybe Gobert again. Um, And they they have to be on, like, a good defensive team. Like, like, you could could make cases for someone like a Jarrett Allen, but the the Cavs aren't going to be good enough for him to be considered. No. And there's a few guys like that where, you know, they they are – strong defenders but their mm-hmm. teams just aren't good enough so like i think it's right you know they don't make that full they don't make an impact so great that their team is winning games defense. exactly That's the, right and there are players that do that and like so a gobert or a Giannis, or right and i mean you when you drive into the paint and you see them like you change your plan how you play yeah right. and so there aren't many players that are like that and especially, you're right, like when you see a perimeter player, like there's even fewer that are like that. Um, right. So it, like, to me, I think it has to, it's going to be a center or a, like a bigger forward. Um, I doubt it'll be Anthony Davis. I like Anthony Davis, but Can't see if, they're pl- if they're playing with the five more, then I don't love it. Um, I like him more defensively against power forwards just because he's he is more physical, but also pretty quick. Um He's a tweener. Like he's not really a center. He's not really a power forward. Right. And so that's I why I, agree with that. I could, yeah, I could like him that. Well, that's why I think it he's, is good. He's, that he's, a, play he's more a big, the five. I think it's good that he's not refusing to play the five this season. Cause he should, that he should have minutes of the five. He should. Exactly. Um, but I still don't, I don't think not, he's going to. I like, I don't think Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan get it done for you at center. Nope. I think you can not play DeAndre. I, I think if you, if you, if you have to play like a Jokic, it makes sense to have one of those guys on your team, put them in the floor. Yes. Right. Matchup wise, it's great to have those guys. But realistically, if you're trying to win games, you're playing Anthony Davis at the five. If you match up against the Phoenix Suns, you're playing Anthony Davis at the five. Yeah. You are. Because I you mean, like, as good as some of those guys are. Oh, I could also, speaking of the Suns, and I don't know how this slipped my mind, I could see Aiden being a uh, most improved candidate as well it's they're not willing to give him a max extension, like all this stuff. I could see him being like, screw this. I'm going to go force my name. And yeah, but anyway, I digress back to (laughs) defensive player of the year and Anthony Davis. Like, I think probably not him, but I think you're right. I, my guess, my money would be on Giannis again this year. All right. What were you going to say? No, go for it. No, I mean, 
like unless Embiid has like an all-time defensive year for Embiid, it's right. got to be Giannis or Gobert. Yeah, yeah, I would think. Um, all right, let's switch this up. We got three more left. We got obviously MVP, Rookie of the Year, Six Man of the Year. What would you rather do first? Let's do Six Man. All right, I'm not gonna say the one. I'm thinking because I don't think he'll qualify because I think you, you can only play a certain amount of games in the starting lineup to qualify for it. And I have a feeling he's not going to, he's going to play too many games in the starting lineup. Um, Derek Rose, I think is the favorite after his season last year. Um, I think Kemba Walker is just too brittle. And so he's going to miss enough games that Derek Rose has to start in and he's not going to qualify for it. Um, so that would be my pick if if Kemba can stay healthy. If not, I I don't I don't want to say we're gonna get the Jordan Clarkson repeat. It feels like a lock, but it does feel like a lock. But I'm gonna go with his teammate from last year, who was very much in the conversation as well, Joe Ingles. I think okay. I think Clarkson was great for them. Mm-hmm. I could see Joe Ingles being more significant this season. Um, I could see that team. Well, cause I think they are going to have to play a lot smaller. And so I think he is going to get matched up against some bigger players just at, because their roster is not outside of Gobert. They don't really have any centers. They're really not a big team. And so I think. Had, uh, favors. I mean, like, are you sold on that? Uh, they don't have favors. They have oh, Hassan yeah. Whiteside. They added Whiteside when? He's on their roster, according to ESPN. Wow, I missed that ad. I think I, I think that's a that's a great backup center for them because like you pull yeah. Gobert out, you literally replace him with like Gobert Jr. All right. So, well, even so, you're probably gonna have Joe Ingles playing power like, forward. In some cases, I guess you have Rudy Gay too. Ooh. Ooh, actually, I don't think I like any of these jazz players as six man of the year. I think Why they have too many guys who are good coming off the bench who can score. I think I think their their rotation gets oh I I know one minimized. He's not gonna like, start, I, he's not gonna start on this team, but he's this type of guy. Tyler Hero. He's gonna come off the bench, be a spark plug, score a lot, and the heater and we good. Hundred percent. I mean, when you think about six man of the year, you kind of have to stick with that role. If you think about the six man of the year, all time great, you think about Lou Williams. Yeah, it's you got you have a you have a guard, you have a combo guard coming off the bench, puts in yep. somewhere between fifteen to twenty. Right, that's what that's what you're absolute spark plug you might close out games like that sort of thing. Right, right, right. So like one of I think. Uh, depending on what the Hawks do with their lineups, like I could see like a Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah. Well, that, he'll that, start. That's saying is Horder starting or is Bogdanovich starting? I would imagine because Bogdanovich. They paid him all that money. I would, I would imagine Bogdanovich as well. But when you take Trey Young off the floor, are you running it through Horder? Right. So you kind of have to think about like first unit, second unit. So I could yeah. see Bogdanovich starting the beginning of the year and then them having to make some changes. And whether or not that qualifies him or not. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you obviously, first off, you need to have a deep team. So, you know, right. teams like the Knicks, where like after uh, Julius Randle, kind of everybody's kind of the same. You know, I'd, yeah. I'd call them somewhere between like an 82 to 75 on 2K. You know? Yeah, that's fair. So I like your pick with Tyler Hero. The Heat are also very deep. So I think uh, if Duncan Robinson is starting, if, it, if it's Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero is your sixth man. Right. I mean, it makes sense. I could see like a campaign maybe on the Suns coming in and scoring a lot. But But I don't see him having that success. No, either do I, but I'm just, I'm more listing those guys who fit that mold of the traditional six man. When we think about the Clippers roster. Well, the Clippers are weird. The Clippers are a weird team this year, especially with the Kawhi injury. I feel like they're going to roll out so many different starting lineups. Like they're gonna, Reggie, they're gonna fluctuate. Is Reggie, he's is Reggie start. Jackson starting? He's I would start. think, okay. yeah. Because if Reggie Jackson was still coming off the bench, I could, I could see him in that conversation. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put 
mellow in the conversation okay. in his old age. Spark for, plug for mellow no reason other than, other than me loving him. I'm gonna put him in. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put him in the conversation. Uh, um, uh, but I yeah, it's, I mean, I think that's maybe I don't know. Kobe White's not gonna start. For did you see a, a Jordan Poole off the uh, totally? He's, he's looked really good in preseason. I could I could totally see it. Uh, I get a lot of but, uh, Jordan Poole love on my Twitter. Yeah, I mean, he's he's looked good. The only again. If Clay misses too much time, he's probably going to start in place of Clay. He might not qualify, mm-hmm. and that's like fair the enough, that's the hard part of trying to pin this down. Um, all right, who's starting? Uh, who's not starting? Right, and that's why like Kobe White isn't going to start games. He's pretty good. He could he could score off the bench. That's possible. Um, I don't know though. I, I don't have a bunch of others that I really love to come in and win this award. I mean, as I'm looking at so rosters, guys around I don't see it. I like you. Kind of have to. You kind of have to think about guys who've kind of established that six man rule already. Guys who are comfortable coming off the bench, right? So, I mean, you like you think about Clarkson, um, and obviously you need a deep team, and you, that team needs to be good. You know, they like you can't have a like the Cavs aren't going to have a six man of the year, even though their roster is pretty much through and through very even, right? Well, are they? I'm assuming they're starting both both segments of Sexland this year. I'm guessing are both going to be starters. They um, got to, but they yeah, had be surprised other guys. Like Ricky Rubio is on that team, so like maybe Rubio right. starts instead of Garland or something like that, right? And I mean, they they're I mean they're not going to have a six man of the year looking at their roster no. right now, but you never know. Right. Uh, I'm Boston Celtics. Like, if Marcus Smart comes out and has a great year, is he, is he not going to start? I don't know. See, that's the. I think that's the. There are guys that we're going to have to see what teams roll out um, to start the year because I think there are some question marks on like, are they starting? Are they not? Um, yeah. That will drive it because obviously some of these, you know, pretty good players don't crack the starting lineup. That changes things. If which is why I think. Kyrie... If Kyrie wasn't being crazy, I think someone who would have a really good I think someone who would have a really good chance would be Patty Mills on the Nets, right? You take oh, Kyrie yeah, out, you point. put Patty Mills in. I think he's gonna play a lot of minutes, especially, you know, load management with Kyrie, Harden, Definitely. and Durant. You're gonna see him play games. He's not gonna start all the games, right? He'll start some right. games. So he I think it's that mold scoring combo guard. I could see whatever combo of Kings guards not starting having a very good performance. So say, for example, they roll out Fox and Heald in their starting lineup. I could see mm-hmm. um, both Davion Mitchell and um, Halliburton playing well off the bench. Again, is it be- enough? Is it enough to drive six man of the year? Probably not, but they're good players. And if they have a good enough season, pull like maybe 16 points a game, something like that. Maybe, sure. maybe I'm not saying it happens. It's such a weird roster because I remember a couple of years ago when they had like six centers on their roster, yep. and now they have now they have four guards who should all be starting. Yeah, no, I mean they it's they have drafted ridiculous. very weirdly. I think they were planning on trading Buddy Heald. It sounded like he wanted out anyway, so that might still happen. Bagley's probably gone at some point. Is uh, is Luke Walton still the coach? Did they did they not fire him? Let's, let's uh, yeah, pull up the coach. Yeah. Wow. Associate head coach Alvin Gentry. So he's on the hot seat. Yeah, he's definitely on the hot seat. I mean, didn't he do something bad? Wasn't there like sexual assault stuff with him? I don't think he's a great guy. I think there was. I mean, they just dismissed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sacramento like made headline news and they're like, yep, Sacramento. And we forgot about it. I mean, I think they were also just like, we're going to fire Walton at some point anyway. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, let's let's move on. Let's go. Let's go. Rookie of the year, then MVP. Okay. All right. My rookie of the year pick is Suggs. I think Aaron Suggs. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it. No, depends. no, no. I, I, I guess it depends. I, 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 they have so many. The Magic is another one of those rosters where they have so many different guards. It's like I know, but they Fultz, just invested. R.J. Hampton. They invested they a very in. high pick in him. And okay. he's looked good. He looked good in summer league. He's looked good in preseason. He is very NBA ready as far as like his discipline mm. with the ball. 
And so I don't think he's going to have like a lot of those rookie point guard turnovers that a lot of rookie point guards have. Um, And I think there's enough room for him to shine on that magic team where there's no stars. There's no one you need to defer to. Like you can really go out there, play your game. They're going to play a collective brand of basketball there where it's like, sure. I think they're going to highlight his strengths and try and make the system support him. Um, and I guess there are other young players in the, in this at the same time, but so, yeah, he's mm-hmm. my pick and I, I haven't seen a lot of people picking him as their, their pick for obvious reasons. I mean, I get why Jill green and Kate are the top two, but yeah, I, I could totally see Suggs pulling this out. Okay. I have Jalen green and that's just, you do? I think he has like this, I, I think he has like this emotional fire about him where he's just, is ready to go. He's ready. He's, he's trying to prove something gets drafted second overall. He's like, it's not good enough for me. I think he's coming out firing. The Rockets are going to play this fast paced game where he's going to get so many looks. Is his efficiency going to be great? No, but you know, I think he's going to average 18, four and four, you know, I I think he's going to have a good season. I think there's a lot of responsibility on Cade. I think it's, it's going to be slightly different from what he's doing in, well, uh, I think I think the two of them are so. are interesting because they're they're put into very similar situations where they have they each have a good big man in Christian sure. Wood and Jeremy Grant. And so they're going to be able to excel in the pick and roll, which they both are good at and were good at in college. But there's not a hell of a lot else on the rosters besides those good those singular good players. So they're going to have something to lean on, but a lot of it is going to just be like, all right, like it's up to Go you. Now. Get it. Yeah. And I, and I think Jalen Green, Green's been playing with, you know, grown men. He's been playing on an, on an NBA G league level. Right. He understands the speed of this game. I think it's going to be a very comfortable transition for him. I think he's going to come out of the gates firing. I think he's going to have a good season all the way through. I think Cade is going to be a little slower. I think there's going to be some bumps, but I think at the end of the day, Cade still ends up getting having the better career just because he has that that uh, player build where I'm a yeah. high IQ, six foot eight. You know, it, he has that really long, can't be that. He definitely has that long term like outlook about him. Like you can tell, right. and not that Green doesn't. I, I think he does, but I think he, he does too. He seems like a great player, but he's gonna uh, he's gonna have There's more of an immediate Cade impact. Cade feels like like a more prolific basketball player just in. Mm-hmm everything I've seen so far, but we'll see. I mean, a lot can change if they botch his development in Detroit, which doesn't seem impossible. You never know. You know, there's some other guys on this, on this. So I'm looking at the, the first round draft pick. Uh, yeah. First round. Uh, kind of looking at the lottery one through 14. There's some guys up here that also, I mean, like obviously you have to talk about Evan Mobley. who's considered for a top pick. He's looked pretty good in the preseason. He has, and I think I think I, I continue to say it, and I've sent some videos where he's shooting corner threes. He's taking people off the dribble. He's yeah. He looks more like a forward than he does the big. He does. So he's still just like a little awkward, and like I think that that's why a lot of centers, and I guess I'm going to categorize him as a center because he's that tall. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Or bi- I'll just say big men coming into as rookies, like usually don't perform as well because you're banging against grown men who are gigantic. It's not even like you're going against the sure. grown men who aren't as big. Like you're, you're yeah, going yeah. in there and your goal is to go pound inside, which like you're going to get your ass kicked at 19 years old. You just are. So especially in his case where he is like, kind of like a twig, I just think it's gonna be hard for him to put up the numbers you need to win rookie of the year. I think it'll be good. And I think there's absolutely promise for him long-term. Um, but I think for that reason, and because like, the Cavs are weirdly big and have a ton of big men. They're obviously going to pump okay. a lot of minutes into Mobley, but at the same time, like he's competing with so many different guys: Jared Allen, Kevin Love, Laurie Markkinen, Taco Fall. Kevin Love's barely going to play. Taco Fall is going to barely play. I know. I'm just saying. There's plenty of guys on that roster who are going to get minutes, and so like to me, it. it I think he like gets looks at small for. I think he gets looks at small for though, and I like. You think? I see him. I. I I really think he does because how are you supposed to fit Kevin Love, Lori Market, and Jaron Allen on the floor at the same time if you have yeah. Mobley? If you if you want to play Mobley 30 minutes a game, you end up playing him at one of the forward spots, right? right. So 
I think at some point he's going to get mashed up against Kevin Durant's and LeBron James's, and we'll see how that goes. I don't think it's going to go well. And then, you know, at number four, you have Scotty Barnes. I don't think he's going to see enough of the floor to be considered. No, I don't why. Because once the Raptors get healthy, they have a lot of guys who play three through five. That's right. Where he's he going to be playing so, more off ball in his rookie year. Whereas to win, you're going to definitely need to be more of a ball dominant. Have player. the ball in your hand. Uh, six is Josh Giddy. He's looked solid, but, and again, like the Thunder are a weird team where they're just going to give the ball to young players and like, mm-hmm. be like, all right, have fun develop you know like i don't think it's going to be intense like he could easily surprise people and pull that out i don't think he will but kaminga at seven no chance they're trying to trying buried on the depth chart yeah number eight franz wagner no can't really sorry dog not happening again mitchell definitely has a shot Mm -hmm. depending on what the kings do with those four guards because they're like how the hell do you play all of them sufficient minutes? And like, you're not playing Fox small minutes. So like you really have no, three Fox guys to two different spots. Compete for one spot or they could play a three guard system. Who knows? But yeah, maybe I, I, if he gets the right minutes, I could definitely see him being in a conversation. Totally. Cause he's like, he's locking people down. He's shooting the ball. Well, yeah. you know, so, uh, number 10 was Zaire Williams to the Grizzlies. I don't, I don't I see doubt it. it. Just, I like him. a lot of guys playing small forward. I right. like him too. He's definitely more of a project than anything, but right. Uh, Boo Knight to the Hornets. I think he has a shot too. Cause if, he, if he's do. playing that sixth, if he's playing that sixth man role, he's coming off the bench, trying to make something happen, trying to be that spark plug. If he ends up having a good season and he averages 15 points a game, I could see him in that conversation. I could see it. They would need to, right. It would need to be where he makes an impact and like helps truly win them games. Um, and not if they're a playoff team, you could. If, they, <laughs> but, if they're a playoff team, if they're like the seven seed, you can kind of see him in that conversation where it's like, look at the impact he's making. Obviously, if Lamelo Ball takes a huge sophomore step, yeah, you don't really know how well Boonite's doing, but who knows? Um, number twelve was Josh Primo, who. Yeah, are, I mean, he's looked know, good. Weird. He seems like a good fit for the Spurs, like just like a good project. But I don't. He's the opportunity might player. be there. But because the Spurs are going to be a weird team, yeah, I I just don't. It's going to be it's going to be a pop run system, yeah. And I don't think he's going to look like the ball dominant guys. Some of these guys at the top of the list. Um, Thirteen, Chris Duarte. I don't think he's going to get enough minutes. Fourteen, Moses Moody. Again, no. And then it kind of. I mean, after that, yeah, trails after that doesn't look so great. Corey Kisper, Singen. Uh, Trey Murphy, Trey Mankai Jones, Jalen Johnson, Keon Johnson, Isaiah no. Jackson. Yeah, see, it, it, not, then it, it fizzles. Yeah, I think it's not, I think it's got to be like someone in like the top six probably are going to end up winning it just because the opportunity is there more than the other team, right. right? More than the guys in the other situations. Right, that, I mean, that's, that's kind I mean. of what it, it boils down to. It does, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Let's switch it up. Let's go MVP, the big one. All right, you start year, with your MVP pick. All right, this year's wide open to me. Like, I don't think okay. – no, every year I say LeBron because, let's face it, LeBron is the most valuable player. He is the most valuable player in the NBA. He has been since pretty much he <laughs> came in the league. I'm not going to be over it. I'm going to be on my deathbed being like LeBron should have more than the two MVPs he has. It's insane. He is, or he has three, I think. Whatever. I think he only has three. He definitely won two in Miami. He has four. He won two in Miami. All right. Whatever. He won two in Miami. He definitely, he probably has two in Cleveland before he went to Miami. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he won after that. All right. I'm pulling up LeBron because I need to get this right. Most valuable player award. Okay. He won. 2009, 2010. He won 2008, 2009. Okay. He won 2011, 2012, 2012, 2013. So he won back to back in Cleveland, then he won back to back. Got it. All right. So he's got four. And if Derek Rose didn't win 2010, 11, LeBron might have had five in a row. You can make the argument that Derek Rose shouldn't have won that one. I don't want to do that right now because that is a whole other conversation. Um, that I don't have the information in front of me, but I know that in my heart, 
Derrick Rose shouldn't have won and probably wouldn't have won any other year with the numbers he had. Um, but that's a whole other conversation. Anyway, so this year, I I don't think it's going to be LeBron because I think that team is just going to coast until they're in the playoffs and whatever. Um, I am going to go with, I'm not going to go with, I think the obvious choice in Giannis. I think he could just run it right back. I don't think it's going to be Jokic. I think Embiid is clearly a front runner if he could stay healthy, especially if Ben Simmons is there. Uh, the Giannis jump shot videos have. Yeah. Well, I mean, they it looks um, It looks very smooth. I don't think it's Luka because I don't think the Mavericks are better. And like, I think that's what holds him back because it's just, he's going to be excellent again and they're not going to get better. And they're still going to be in that Mm -hmm. like six, seven, eight range. I think it's Mm going to be Kevin Durant because I think without Kyrie there and even with Harden, he's going to have to take on a a huge workload. And now you're not, you don't have the same conversation of, all right, we're nursing you back. If you think about if you think about the Lakers and you're like, oh, well, the Lakers are just going to coast. You don't think the Nets are just going to coast? No, I don't. No. I think they're more motivated after last season and with what everyone's been saying about them and whatever. Like, I, I also just think at, with the way last season ended, they are far more motivated to play on their home court like throughout mm-hmm. the playoffs. I think that they are additionally... Like there's a fire under them because not only did they lose, like they lost, they didn't even get to the conference final. Like they didn't even get close to what they were trying to accomplish. And so I think they're going to come out firing. I think Durant's on a mission. I think it's going to end up being him. And I think he's going to win the scoring title on top of it, which I I think reinforces things. Um, and yeah, he is, I think my favorite to, to go ahead and pull this thing out. Okay. Why? What do you, what do you have? So I'm looking at the 2020-2021 box plus minus leaders, which is the biggest indicator for the MVP. Nikola Jokic blew everybody away with a box plus minus of 11.7. Next was Giannis, 8.8, right? And that's why Jokic is winning the MVP. Obviously, you have these same guys up here at the top. Jokic, Antetokounmpo, Curry. Uh, Yes, Steph, Obviously, you you just throw an Embiid in there. You just throw a Harden in there. You just throw a Doncic in there. you know, like if Damian Lillard all of a sudden has the most unreal season ever, put a Damian Lillard in there, right? I like your Kevin Durant, but he didn't even finish top 20 box plus minus last year. I don't see him on this list. Okay. So a little interesting there. All right, I like, fine. I'm, I, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, no, no, I mean, no, he no, also no. missed a ton of time last year and was coming off that injury. It's so like, I, I think this is season... a cumulative stat. So you have to be on the floor to – so if you play 82 games, your box plus minus is more likely to be higher than if you higher. play less than 82 Right, games. and so he was out with – I think it was a hamstring injury or whatever it was last season. Like, he did miss a lot of time. I, I am – I think he's going to have a much different season than last year, and I think they were kind of in that coast mode last year where they knew that, all right, we have Kyrie, me, and James Harden now. Once they traded for him, they're like, it doesn't matter. We're going to win. And then it did matter because mm-hmm. they were all hurt and whatever, but – that's that's my guess. I think he's gonna just try and dominate. It will dominate, and then the rest is history. Got my MVP. Okay. My who, do you, who are you picking? My my pick is Embiid. I think okay. with this Ben Simmons, what's going on type thing. I think Ben Simmons is barely gonna see the floor at the beginning of the year. They're gonna find a groove with Embiid, uh, and they like, and they're just gonna ride it as long as they possibly can. I think if he can stay healthy, he is by far the best player in the league. No doubt. Most dominant force, right? He's drawn fast. He's scoring points. He's going to put up 28, 12, and 5 a game. Those are MVP numbers. And he's going to put up two blocks and a steal as well. So I think if indeed stays healthy, he's up there. You also have stuff like Curry. If the Warriors are in the playoffs, you got to put Curry in the MVP conversation again, right? Like, the yeah, but like they're not conversations. The are they going to be a top five team? You kind of have to Russell, be on a winning. Westbrook team. won it when they were the sixth. When they yeah, were the sixth you're team. right, but he was averaging a triple double. Like that's so? that was pretty monumental. What do you? If Curry's averaging, if Curry's averaging 32 points a game, he's my MVP. 
he let he single-handedly leads that team. Steph Curry, massive impact player. If he plays a full 82 games, the Warriors are the sixth seed in the West. Yeah. MVP Curry. Okay. Guy, so last year's number four in Boston's finest is Jimmy Butler. I'm a huge Jimmy Butler fan. Interesting. Grind. If, you know, obviously they, they bring in Kyle Lowry. That's a huge addition. They stay healthy. They look good. They're second in the East. There's a storyline there that Jimmy Butler could be the league MVP. Luke, if Jimmy Butler wins league MVP this year, I don't, I truly don't believe it's happening. I will buy you a Jimmy Butler Miami Vice jersey. Okay. Just there's no way it's happening. This doesn't even need to I, be a bet. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. If it does happen, you have no, the, I'm, this I'm, recording is out there in the world. Good. There's no way he's winning the MVP, Luke. Look, that team has way it, too many people on the roster. He's not going to have I the, just, No, there's no way. I just say, I want to make this very clear before Jimmy Butler wins MVP. I don't want one of the ones where it's half pink, half blue. <laughs> I wasn't going to do want, that one. I would okay, never I do want that. The, I, want, I want the full baby blue. Right. Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> Luke, he's not even coming close. He's not going to be top five in voting. I think if Jimmy Butler averages 22... Seven and six, he could have a chance. I even then I don't. I I I think that Heat team is not engineered for anyone let me, to be in the. Let MVP me ask you something. Game. Let me ask you something. If the Miami Heat beat the LA Lakers in the bubble, would Jimmy Butler win Finals MVP? Yeah, probably, definitely. He can win an MVP. But just Is because, it likely? I mean, no. that, that was the best player right. on, he was the best player on one individual team. And so, yeah, he would win that award. He wasn't the best player on all of the teams. He doesn't have to be the best player on all the teams. He has to make the, he has to be the most valuable player in the league. Right. He has to make the biggest impact on his individual team. So he has to be the best player on all of the teams. <laughs> it's pretty much no, what it boils down to. If if you took if if you took I mean Jokic his game is very uh scalable. Yeah. Uh if you took Giannis when he was winning MVP and you put him on all 30 teams, are they still the one seed? You know, are they are they is it still MVP Giannis? Yeah, kinda, okay, that's he, fair. He clashes a little bit with some people, right? Does Jimmy Butler work on every team? Absolutely not. not. No. But same thing. I mean, uh, you have you have plenty of guys like that. Yeah, so I think Jimmy Butler has a chance. I think, I think if the Mavericks are very good, I think if the Mavericks are very good, Doncic, MVP. Right, and but that's another one. That I just don't think that roster is much better this year. No, so that's I why I don't think right. it happens. I think also, the, the like, team is holding him back from that because he easily is – he's right there. He's that good. He's, he's right there. He's, the, the numbers are there. The narrative of him carrying a team is there. Like, he's very much – If I had to weigh Luka Doncic winning MVP – and the Mavericks winning a playoff series, I'd rather have the Mavericks win a playoff series. I wouldn't because I hate You just hate apps. Porzingis. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be happy for Frank, but you'd I hope Porzingis is traded before that happens. You'd be happy for Luca. Yeah, trade Porzingis for Christian Wood. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> uh, no, I think, yeah, so. I think like as far as dark horse people, though, I could, I could see like... I don't know. I'm rattling off people who are in good situations for them to put up numbers and lead a team to be better than people expect. Like Paul George, maybe if the Clippers are still good and he okay. plays like, I don't know, not pandemic P. Um, I could see, as you mentioned before, Trey Young, if the Hawks are like the one or the two seed and he's just out of his mind. Towns? I don't think the Tim Rolls are that good and like it okay. would take a big jump, but yeah, I, I mean, I like cat, but I just don't think he's going to be, that would be a huge jump for him to be in the MVP category. I think like, I don't know. Like I mentioned before Tatum, maybe if he makes that jump, but like, it's all contingent on jumps. Whereas the rest of the guys we mentioned earlier are the locks. They're going to be in the conversation no matter what. It's just, you know, maybe you have some guys take huge jumps and like really lead a team, like a Tatum, I don't know if Randall keeps doing what he's doing and improves like, and the Knicks are somehow in the top three, maybe he's in the conversation. I'm just like, now I'm he's just over 20, 22 and box plus minus. Yeah. See, like I'm just spitballing guys now who are just in that situation where they're kind of like the team leader. And if the teams improve and they're 
kind of the leader and bump their numbers a little bit. But if you want to win an MVP, you have to be more than a team leader. You have to be a first team NBA talent. Let's say Dame doesn't, let's say Dame doesn't get traded and the Blazers are in the top three. Maybe he's in the conversation. But I could realistically see Damian Lillard being first team all NBA guard. Right. So could you not? Yeah. So he could easily end up being the MVP. But that's, again, I don't think that happens. I think Portland is not good enough as a team for him to to do that. But who knows? And maybe he gets traded in the, in the new situation. What happens if he he adds Kawhi Leonard's defense? Does he become the MVP? He's already pretty good defense, but, like, yeah. If he's that Slightly good at defense, defense, if he's that good at defense, holy crap. If he's locking yeah. down your opposing point guards, holy crap. Like he holds Chris Paul to 10, 4, and 4. Um, I mean, if he's putting up, shots. if he's dropping 45 and then your like elite point guard is putting up like 20 instead, yeah. come on. I mean, I don't think he does that. He just isn't that. I don't that. think he does either. He's but not yeah, that guy. I mean, that, that might put him in the conversation. I don't know. This, this exercise of going through all these awards, though, is making me excited for the season because I I feel like there's so many things that could happen. There's so much potential for the season to kick ass. I'm just like, I'm ready for it. I'm so pumped for it to start. I I'm I'm ready to just like dive in and watch random ass games that I like don't even overly care about. Like let's I do a let's do a quick promo for NBA League Pass. Hey Matt, did you get NBA League Pass this year? I had NBA League Pass last year and I loved it. So I'm getting it again this year. <laughs> I do actually want it. I have to double check and see if I renewed my league pass because I do want it again this year. I am. Right. I do. I got to watch my random teams, and I like how they put you in the the stadium at, for like halftime, and you see like whatever the halftime shows uh, are. Yep, that, it's so goofy. It's awesome. <laughs> it kicks ass. The the small market announcers are the best too. If you watch like a Raptors game on League Pass, oh my god, the, Raptors the um, announcers going crazy. The the like, yes, guy. Oh, uh, Terry! Crazy too. <laughs> uh, the ESPN people and the TNT people—they're very—they're very formal. You know, it's about getting the best ratings. Whereas the Charlotte Hornets guys are like, "We're here for the Hornets, baby. Let's yeah, go." They love their team. I watched a ton of the Nuggets last year on League Pass, and like, was always—you always get like, yeah, their guys. Their guys aren't great, but like, I just—I came to like them because I was watching the Nuggets so much. Jokic was so much yeah. fun to watch last year that I was like tuning in all the time i think um, i had league pass two years ago yeah maybe the year before you guys got it and uh i remember watching nuggets games and like being depressed yeah like, they're so close they're i mean they are so close if jamal comes back this year and like can play that'd be so happen. great it could happen yeah we'll see what happens yeah i don't know we're i mean luke we're five days away we're gonna get some answers five days away. pretty damn soon what's What's the first game of the year? Like, who's um, Golden State? It's a good that question. A I, sh- I should know the answer to this. I don't know what the first game is. How are we calling ourselves NBA fans? And we don't even know this. Such a shame. Let's see. All right, Tuesday the 19th. It's Nets Bucks at 4.30 p.m. Pacific. Okay, so 7.30. 7.30 Eastern. From Pfizer okay. Forum in Wisconsin. In Milwaukee. Okay. I'm pumped for that to be my first game of the year. And the second game of the year is Warriors Lakers at Stable Center. Oh, hell yeah. I don't want to stay up for that. But I mean, the game will end at like 9 30 for me and I'll like cry myself to sleep. Yeah, you're so lucky you have that West Coast. No, it's terrible because, okay, the ESPN games uh, on Wednesday, Celtics Knicks at at 7 30 Eastern. Yep. And then and Nuggets Suns at 10. I know. Part of me is like debating going to that Knicks game, just shelling out the, the, the hundreds of dollars for a ticket at Madison Square Garden for opening night. Jesus. <laughs> I wouldn't imagine. do it. I won't do it. But the part of Thursday games do. are the Thursday game is really good. The 7 30 Thursday on TNT, Mavericks Hawks. I'd love it. That's a great matchup. It's a fun game. You get the, you get the Trey Luca conversation going early in the year. Okay, opening opening week Friday night looking good. Nets Sixers at seven thirty Eastern. 
All right. And Suns Lakers at seven. Ooh. Those are some great. Those are some great games. We got a lot of games game. on on Friday. We got, we got games. games. We got games. Please. Hell yeah, Luke. And what's what's nice is we're gonna have games literally until like June of ne- of next year. There's just always gonna be games. Regular season games. Hey, well, I'll take whatever I can get. Playoffs are gonna be crazy. Yeah, I mean, be but we gotta get there first. There's plenty, of, plenty of basketball until. Plenty of basketball to watch. Hell yeah. NHL season started. I want to do a quick promo for the Seattle Kraken. There you lost go. Our first game, lost our first game, but that's okay. Uh, Look at you. Most loyal fan. Uh, Climate Pledge Arena. Alaska Airlines lets you on the <laughs> flights if you're wearing a Kraken like, merch. Oh, yeah. You texted that. I meant to question, how is that even possible? You just show so, up and you get on the flight? Yeah, I was waiting at the gate to go to Chicago. And uh, they were like, anybody wearing Kraken merchandise is allowed to board now. And I was like, what? Like, I'm trying to board before All right, the first we gotta get you. A, we got to get you a Kraken jersey. So I'm just a no, good so old I'm, Kraken hat or something. I'm going gonna, uh, gonna to get a full-on jersey. I'm going to wait for the season to mature a little bit. and then uh, You got to pick, pick your guy. And then you got to get Got to pick my guy. I'm going to be like, oh, I totally knew who this guy was before I looked him up five seconds ago. <laughs> and then I'm going to buy his jersey. <laughs> so. Oh, God. All right, Luke. We've been on here for quite a while. We should yeah, uh, I could eat dinner. Oof. Yeah, Luke, get in there. It's it's getting late for you. I'm gonna it go is. to bed. I'm yeah, gonna wake up. Nice. Publish this guy for, for everyone to have on, on their nice Friday. Listen to some basketball podcast, ease into the weekend. You know how it is. The millions of fans who listen to us. Yep. Exactly. Hey, you know, you gotta record it for people to listen. So if we didn't, millions couldn't hear it. Um, exactly. All right, so this is the Hoop Troop Podcast. We got five days till basketball. We got our predictions for what's going to happen with some of these awards. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, And join us next time. And we'll, we'll actually be talking about some real basketball. Hell yeah.